Hi, everyone. It's Michelle from Studio City Now. And today my guest is the iconic Michael Zarnock. Did I pronounce it right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, that's the thing about us Polish guys. We have to have our names uh, spelled uh, phonetically so even we can pronounce them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't know how long I've known you. It's been like forever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I met you through Barris and, of course, through um, George and Tony. Yeah. But I pulled your biography because all I knew was you were a car guy. But it says here you're an actor and a musician. Yes. Yeah, I've had, you know, I've had quite the quite the cool life. Uh, exciting. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I've done all kinds of cool things. But, yeah, I, I've been, uh, been a musician pretty much most of my life. A drummer, singer. Yeah. Do you ever go to NAMM? No, no. Um, I I stopped playing and singing um, about thirty years ago. Actually, um, it I, I I dedicated the first half of my life to it, and um, it it just took up so much time. And of course, I would be in bar every night, um, and then have to go to work during the day because I didn't have a day job. Mm -hmm. But yeah, um, and then eventually, it, it you know if you've ever done anything with musicians there's always the lazy one and there's always mm -hmm. one who has the big head and has the ego trip and for some reason i ended up always being the normal guy <laughs> no i had a job and 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 i was you know i <clears throat> when we had the band um i i was the one that bought the big truck you know the big van uh, to move everybody around i bought mm -hmm. equipment um you know all of that where and oh gosh and uh, and and the lead guitar player who was the the songwriter, you know, if you uh, played something a little bit different or wrong, you know, he'd freak out and start throwing his stuff and have a temper tantrum. And I just I just had enough of that. You know, we we, we really weren't going anywhere. Though we did, you know, have a lot of good music that we wrote. Um, but it was just time to time to get away from it and do something else. So, yeah. Well, you know, we grew up in the music industry, but that's a whole different story. But you didn't know that? Oh, yeah. I, I remember Tony okay. told me all the time. <clears throat> and, well, that's why you guys moved out to California, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a whole different story, which I'll tell you later. <laughs> <laughs> but I still I still like to act. Um, and, and I have been doing some of that. You know, I've been doing a lot of TV stuff. Uh, and, of course, mm -hmm. the YouTube thing. Um um, I want to say what, uh, 2018 History Channel. I did I did the the Hot Wheel 50th anniversary with those guys. A uh, couple of TV shows and, and, and documentaries, things like that. I'd like to do more. I'm trying to get a a, a, a TV show right now. We're writing the uh, uh, the treatment for that. So, uh, which I really can't say too much about. No, no, you probably have an NDA. Yo, you bet. <laughs> You know, it, it, yeah. You see, I didn't, I didn't know any of this stuff about you. I just thought, oh wow, <laughs> he's just this cool car guy in New York. Yeah. Who um, has access to devil dogs? Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know you were a world record holder, or you know, I kind of knew you were a race car driver. Well, so um, yeah. Like I said, it's you know, uh, I, I if you really look. At my life, you know, the, the other day I actually sat down. Somebody asked me something, and I started saying all the things that that I've done. It's like, wow, man, that's crazy! All the stuff that I've done, yeah, the race car and the world records, and and you know, meeting uh, George Barris through your dad, and and or 
mm-hmm. Tony, um, uh, you know, just, just all the cool stuff that I got to do. It's like, man, you know, if I died today, I'm doing all right, you know? Well, you know, Tony and I, oh, I should preface this. Tony is my late brother, everyone. Yes. So I'll put that in the biography or the um, description. Anyway, Tony and I used to walk up to Barris in 19... <laughs> We were kids at St. Charles up the street, so it was like the mid-60s. Yeah. I didn't want to give away my age, but oh well. well you were, you were, Tony was pushing you in a, in a, in a stroller. Right, in a Catholic school uniform. <laughs> so um, we used to go up to Barris, you know, two kids infatuated with the Batman series, you know, noses against the window and pretty much harassing everyone. Then many years later, Tony winds up working for George. And then I wound up working for George for a short time. Yep. Well, I, you know, that's what, that's when we met. Yeah. I called up there one day and uh, you answered the phone. And I said, yep. thank you for calling Barris. How can I help you? Oh, <laughs> your voice was like, wait a minute. What's, you know, sounded like one of them, them, them 50s movies, you know, it was really cool. Yeah. I met so many people through Barris that I still keep in touch with that I'm very grateful for. But anyway, back to you, because we could go on to Barris for ages. It's kind of hard to talk about myself, but hey, I'll do it. Let's go. (laughs) Okay. um, Hot Wheels. Hot Hot Wheel Authority. I love Hot Wheels. Me too. Uh, Apparently. (laughs) How did you get into Hot Wheels? Hot Wheels have been the most consistent thing in my life, you know. Uh, I've been married three times, um, and and uh, you know the, all the things that have happened in my life. I'm 62 now, but Hot Wheels have been the most consistent thing in my life for the past 52, going on 53 years that they've been uh, in in existence. You know, they they bring me back to that time when I all I had to do was mow the lawn and make my bed. You know, and and uh, and I got an allowance and I went down to the to the shopping center there. And bought another Hot Wheel. Um, Hot Wheels have just been a huge, huge part of my life. And to be a 10-year-old kid living in New York, mm-hmm. you know, we had snow like 10 months of the year here. Yeah. Uh, and so to see cool cars, you know, we only got to see them in, in magazines or a car show. Um, but here, Mattel comes out with a toy that's already a custom car. You know, because I was... Uh, I had slot cars and matchbox cars, and I would modify them to make them look like the cars that were on the street. My dad was a body man, so I would use all the stuff that was at the body shop. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I'm actually actually how I found Hot Wheels. I went down to, to W.T. Grants, which was a you know store down there. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at the models because Tom Daniel was a huge, huge influence on my life. Um, I'm looking at his models, and next to the models is Hot Wheels. And there they are. They got custom paint. They got superchargers they got mag wheels and slicks and I, I fell in love instantly you know there i didn't have to have to modify anything or just buy the car for 69 cents and get to play with it so uh yeah i mean it it it, it was instant love that yeah. love with hot wheels ever since and now that i get to do what i do with hot wheels it's just a, a dream come true which i never ever thought that i would be doing what i do right now i never thought that i'd be an ambassador for hot wheels i didn't think that you know hot wheels made my old race car i mean that's like wow <laughs> so yeah it's just great that i'm able to to do the things that i do with, with something that i love so much that's been such a big part of my life now you had said something that i remember because i was actually talking about it the other day which a lot of people now don't slot cars oh yeah yeah um slot cars were huge back when you know, back in the when we were kids, yeah. 
Um, and we had a, a couple of places that, you know, a great big store that was a huge Star Trek. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's still big over overseas, like in the Netherlands. Um, and actually, in uh, I was talking to a guy down in Australia the other day. Uh, we were live on uh, Instagram and he oh. a lot of slots. So, uh, but yes, cars are still big overseas, but not here. Yeah, there used to be a slot car place right down the street from me, also in the 60s. And it was a big thing. We'd go down there, we'd buy popcorn and Cokes because you know you got to sugar up the mm-hmm. kids, and we'd race them for hours. No, that was in New York, right? Oh, no, that was here in California. Oh, okay, yeah, we left New York when I was five and he was okay. four. Oh, so you're older than Tony? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that. Okay, I thought Tony was older than you. Everybody said yeah. that. Yeah, no, I was born um 11 months before oh. he was. He was the, oh, I forgot to take my pill baby, but we liked him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> my mom was Catholic. Yeah. And she could not tell your father no. <laughs> A lot of people couldn't tell my oh, father I, no. Yeah. That's what I heard, but that's another story for another time. <laughs> That's a soap opera channel. There you go. God, I feel like you're across the hall from me or across the table drinking coffee. I I am. My coffee. (laughs) And all we need are cannolis. Yes. Yeah. You know, I'm going to run down to uh, down to the Italian bakery and pick up a couple. We'll get some spugliadels. Uh, I'll live it here. You know, Utica is uh, little Italy, basically. You know, you can get any Mm -hmm. any kind of Italian food you want. You know, this is one place that that Olive Garden will not come to because we have so many uh, real Italian restaurants, you know, all over the place. And the food is amazing here. Well, my cousin, um, who's got a name that's so long with a ton of vowels in it, who's a comedian. Actually, you met him, Greg. I think, yes. Um, Part of his shtick, (laughs) nice Italian word, is the Olive Garden is a place where the low-level mafia people go to get knocked off. (laughs) Oh, but you and I are spoiled. We can never eat that kind of cuisine. You know, traveling all over the country and and Canada and and stuff like that, um, it's hard to get good food. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you and I were were talking earlier about calling uh, sauce gravy. I I, I went to Canada one time and I, I asked for any kind of Italian food, you know, and they brought me lasagna and it looked like beef stew. And I said, I'm sorry, but I, I, I ordered the lasagna and there's like this gravy all over it. Well, yeah. Don't you put gravy on lasagna? No, you don't put gravy. (laughs) So yeah, it was, it was terrible. I mean, my wife makes an amazing uh, spaghetti sauce and it's just like, Nah, I can't do it. So whenever I go anyplace, I, I get I get the standard, you know, give me a cheeseburger, give me a steak. You know, Utica, <laughs> New York is the place you get Italian food. The last time I was in New York, which was in the 90s, no, 2005. That was a big yeah. jump. Um, we were in Brooklyn, took the B train and went to a place called the Nico's which apparently all the firefighters were going to. And they had some of the best Italian food I have had in a restaurant, but you know, I'm so spoiled. Oh yeah. It's, you know, <clears throat> yeah, I, I, everyone always tells me we're going to take you to the best Italian place you've ever had. And it's like, yeah, I don't think so. You know, <laughs> <laughs> when, you, when, when people come out here, I always take them to some of our Italian restaurants and uh, you know, uh, it, it, they're like, Oh wow. You weren't kidding, man. I said, yeah, well, 
you know, what can I tell you? But yeah, there was a place out here called the Villa Capri that had the best Italian food. They're gone, as is most of our restaurants now. But back to this, food's good too. <laughs> oh my gosh. So you've got the Hot Wheels TV on YouTube, which I just discovered. So I'll be binging that this weekend. Yeah, there's people, um, <clears throat> like with with my book, um, I found a necessity for the collectors. You know, the, I've, I've written mm-hmm. 14 Hot Wheel books. Um, and my first book was done out of necessity because at the time there really weren't anything, any, any Hot Wheel books out there that were informing people. You know, my... Uh, when I started collecting variations, I got taken advantage of, you know, I was too trusting with, with other collectors. And when I saw that I got taken advantage of, I really didn't want other people even less informed than me to get, you know, uh, taken advantage of. So that's why I wrote my first book. Um, and since then it's, it, it's helped the hobby a lot. And then now with my YouTube channel, Hot Wheels TV, um, I do a lot of uh, unboxing and, you know, all the new product and things like that. And I'll throw in a historical story. You know, I might put in some real, real car stuff, uh, but I always try to make the show interesting uh, for, you know, whether, mm-hmm. whether you're a new collector or uh, a seasoned collector. Uh, but, you know, every, I think every Hot Wheel collector is a real car guy, real car person to begin with, yeah. you know, so... And I, I'll, I'll throw in a story about George or your brother or, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Yeah. You know, I think I have one or two Hot Wheels here. I have, um, it's an ornament, but it's a Hot Wheels ornament of the Batmobile. And I asked George to sign it. And he was like, why? And I said, because I had him personalize it. Yeah. And I said, because if there's ever a robbery at my house, they cannot sell it. It was like, oh, <laughs> you know, believe it or not, I only have, I think, one thing. No, I have two things because George sent me one. Um, I have a T-shirt that George signed for me. I do not mm-hmm. have any Hot Wheels that George signed for me. Uh, and I, I, I have, yeah, I have a flyer that George would send to his fan club. Right. I miss those. It, this one was all about me. Oh yeah. Wow. Like, wait a minute. You know, it showed up in the mail and it's like, wait, that's George sent this out to all, you know, to his fan club. It's, it's all hit pictures of him and me together. And he said, thank you. And it was like, Oh wow. So yeah, that, you know, was an, an amazing moment of my life, you know, with, with, uh, uh, with George, you know, uh, but yeah, I, those are the only two things that I have that, um, with, with George's signature on them. I have a couple of things. Um, even before Tony was working for him, I had been collecting Barris things because you know, I just liked cars. But, you know, being born in the 50s, it was a traditional girls did this oh, yeah. and boys did that. And you didn't cross the line until me. <laughs> so, um, you know, I have a file cabinet full of stuff of George stuff, which I love and T-shirts. Oh. So if you want to. If you want a t-shirt, Ooh, I'll send kind you of one. T-shirt. A, a, a Batmobile t-shirt or, or a Barris Customs t-shirt? A Barris uh, t-shirt. Yeah, I don't I don't have you know, <clears throat> it it's it's weird because these people are friends of mine. I don't, you know, growing up in, in love with the Batmobile and, and, and idolizing George and things like that, and then getting to meet him and have him as a friend, and you know, I pick up the phone and hey, what are you doing? You know. <laughs> um, you know, so to have George Barris call you up on the phone or you can call him or you get a Christmas card or whatever. Um, 
it, it like when people that I grew up with ask me for an autograph, it's like, I'm still the same guy that we used to, you know, get in trouble with. And, you know, so why are you asking me for your autograph or for my autograph, you know? So it's kind of weird for me to, to say, George, can I have your autograph and, and, and this and that, you know? So, uh, because he became a friend of mine. So, but, um, and when, yeah. when I, I have this whole wall of shame in my theater there's, Mm-hmm. And there's a picture of me and your brother together and me and George and your brother together. And, you know, uh, so I get to to say, yeah, this is when we were hanging out in, in, in Long Beach. And this is when we were having breakfast in Vegas. And, you know, it's cool just to say that, you know, let alone, you know, have an autograph. You know, those those are the more, more important things to me is, you know, being able to say, you know, George can call me up on the phone and, and all that. So but yeah, it, it, it's just those are the only only two things that I have in his his signature on well he didn't sign these but i did you know judge he was kind enough judge is george's daughter kind enough to give me a couple of them and i think i bought one or two for friends you know the weirdest thing that happened to me there is you know i'm answering the phone it rings blah 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 i said good morning uh bears custom can i help you is george there may i say who's calling andy i'm sorry andy he's not in at the moment um can i have him call you what's your last name Granatelli. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll find I'm him for you. Down. I think he's in the bathroom. <laughs> well, George didn't want to talk to anyone, and I put the guy on hold. I'm like, it's Andy Granatelli. Because oh, I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, I'll get that one. It's like, oh, George yeah. is just walking in. Hold on. Oh man. Well, you know, I, I can, I can only, you know, just, just by being in the showroom um and and looking at all the pictures you know john wayne and and sonny and Cher and just all the all the cool cars that he built for these stars and you know I, yeah you know the stories that he would tell me and it, it's just you know I, I i have probably two hours of video and audio of the day that I met him and it, it, the, some of the stuff that we talked about, you know, uh, mm-hmm. it's like, wow, you know, my, my, my head was just spinning. And then I get to, you know, sit in the Batmobile and sit in the Munster coach. And it's like, wow. Uh, so yeah, the day that I met George Barris is, is just one of the most amazing days of my life. Now, how did you meet From him? Your brother. Oh, no, actually, Ralph Riccardi. Ralph Riccardi. Oh, okay. Um, I was doing a TV show, and I met Ralph, and we just hit it off. Ralph's an amazing, cool guy, and um, so I don't know. We, we talk in car stuff, and he said that he knew Barris, and I said, "Oh man, I would love to meet Barris someday." Oh, I was going to to uh, SEMA. I was going oh, to see okay. and I don't remember what year it was back at back early 2000. And I said that I was going to see, Oh, it, it, it was the year that, that Hot Wheels sponsored SEMA. Oh, okay. And I don't know what year I, that I, is, I, but and, I'll look and Ralph up. said, you know, um, I'm going to, George Barris is going to be there. I'm going to introduce you to my friend, Tony Wood. Okay. So I said, <laughs> all right. So he gave me Tony's number and, I kept texting your brother and it, it was like, you know, I, I really didn't want to bother him, you know, and we were going to have dinner together. And I, I think George got sick or something, or maybe just ended up, I don't know, but 
I met I met your brother through through, uh, through Ralph, and and then of course George and I got together in Vegas for the uh, oh, oh nine two thousand and nine. We got both were inducted into the to the Diecast Hall of Fame. So oh. I sat next to George uh, signing autographs, and that another pinnacle time of my life sitting next to George Barris signing autographs. I gave him one of my books, and we talked. Um, the whole time. And, and we, we became friends, you know, right there. It was just so cool that we could talk cars and customs and, and toys. And, you know, then I got to meet Joji at the, at the shop and, and I saw George's collection really, really cool, you know, but that that's how I met. Yeah. I met your brother through, through, uh, through Ralph, through Ralph, you know, the whole ordeal. Yeah. I was so bummed because SEMA was, Everything canceled was canceled for this, this year. year. I know. I've been to SEMA, I think, twice, and now I go as a journalist. And, um, you know, just going to SEMA and seeing all the car stuff and j- is amazing. For people who don't know what SEMA is, it's, I'll let you explain. <laughs> it is the, I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to think what SEMA stands for. The Specialty Equipment Merchandising put, put safety Association. safety in there for the... For the ass, everybody and mm. anybody who has anything to do with the aftermarket um, automotive industry uh, is there, and they set up. You know, there's guys that that make custom wheels. There's guys that make suspension. There's guys that make exhaust. There's guys that make total cars. You know, like Chip Foose will go there. Anybody who mm-hmm. has anything to do with the automotive industry is there, and as you said, you know, you get to go as. Uh, uh, as as a journalist, I get to go because I'm also a journalist. I've you know written for uh, Diecast X magazine and other magazines for probably almost 20 years. So I get I get wow. to go you know to, to do those things too on my credentials, I guess as as you might want to call it. But yeah, it, it's not something that the public can go to, as far as I know, is it? In, I don't think so. I think it's just yeah. um, industry so, only. Um, but yeah, I get I get to go as as a as as a as a journalist, a reporter, or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, it, it's it's a great place to see new products. It's a great place to uh, see old friends and uh, and and some really really cool you know stuff. Yeah, I love it. It's um, is it the Las oh, Vegas yeah. Convention huge. Center? Yeah, I'm trying to picture it because it's been a couple of years. Because I just don't like doing the drive anymore. But it, it's yeah, it's anything a cool and everything place. that you want to see about you know cars, anything new, safety equipment, anything innovative, you know, tools, new engines, transmission stuff, race car stuff, regular, you know, anything and everything about cars. Oh, I know. And then of course, afterwards you go and you drink <laughs> and you pork out and do it again the next day. Yeah, that's that. You know, it, it's 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 just a big hangout for. Uh, for the automotive world all over the world. You know, people come from all over the world to do it. And it's incredible. I love these convention things, but they're yes. very draining too. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I I always go because I, you know, that's part of my job. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, it's it's nice to, to, to meet the people that have made you what you are. You know, if it wasn't for my fans and the people that buy my books or watch uh, Hot Wheels TV or anything, you know, I, I wouldn't be who I am, but I always make it a point to mm-hmm. uh, be there for, for them. And I never, ever leave uh, an autograph session with, with anyone standing there. You know, I always make sure that everybody gets what they're there for. Cause that's, you know, that's why I'm there. They bring me there to do those things. And it's not fair to, uh, 
you know, for people to come and, and not be able to talk to me, get an autograph or, you know, stuff like that. That's really cool. Now, I also saw, because I printed your biography, <laughs> <laughs> 2020 Guinness World Record for the most gravity-fed loop the loops on the Hot Wheel track is seven was achieved by you in Chicago in February and Hot Wheels track measured 34 feet in length and was built as part of the Jaguar Land yes. Rover display. Wow. <laughs> there's a whole cool story behind that one. Too. You know, it, there's always a story behind every, every little thing, you know, there's a, for that little achievement, well, not really little, it's just a big achievement, but for that little bit of time, there was such an ordeal to get that accomplished. You know, I, I I've held two records, prior to that for my collection. So, and of course, being an ambassador for Hot Wheels, they always call me and ask me to do things. And it, it's like, well, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll go do that. So when they called and said, hey, um, Jaguar wants to, to, to set a world record. Can you go to Chicago and do that? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah. what did you say? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, oh, okay, all right, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go to Chicago and I will set the world record for you. There you go. You know, so, um, um, here I come to save the day. So <laughs> I'll, I'll just hop on a plane and I'll be there and we'll we'll set the record and we'll go home. We're good. Wait, wait, we'll we'll hit Wrigley yeah. Field first, grab yeah, a hot dog, like, then know, go home. I love it when a plan comes together. So but <laughs> all right. So I, I went out, I get there, and here is the CEO of of Jaguar, the everybody that's in charge of Jaguar, and it's like, hi Mike, how you doing? It's like, wow, all right. So you got the record today, huh? Um, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I said I would, so I got, I guess I better. So we, you know, we we set up this not we I set up this whole huge track, and I had like thirty four loops, and I had power boosters everywhere. And, you know, I was going in between and all around the cars and everything else. And the guy from Guinness shows up, Philip, really cool guy from, from the UK, mm-hmm. uh, who's actually living in New York City. And I, I, I set the car down and it makes it through all 34 loops. And at the end, it's going to jump into the brand new Jaguar that they were going to release. So mm-hmm. he looks at it and he says, um, I mean, now this is after being setting up for hours, already like one o'clock in the, in, in the afternoon. And the reveal is the next day. So he says, um, I don't think you can use power boosters. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, it's, it's, I believe the record is for gravity only. Okay. I'm on a flat land with all of these cars. How am I going to have a gravity track? And I'm looking around, looking around, and there's a booth in the middle of the display. It's about 10 feet high. And there were, there, there were these guys that were working all around, you know, the, the, the guys that set up the, what, what, what do they call them in, uh, in, 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 in the movies, gaffers or whatever. Yeah. Or the groups so, or whatever. They're, they're, they're working on this and working on that. And so this one really cool guy, he says, uh, what do you need? I said, well, I need to make a ramp to come off of this, this, uh, this booth. All right. Give me a few minutes. Okay. <laughs> so he comes back with this bunch of lumber and he makes me a ramp coming off of this, this booth down to a table. And it's like, wow, cool. So, you know, within, within a, a couple of hours again, I, 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 I made this, this, this whole setup, which actually, um, a couple, well, uh, let's see, that was what April, right? Was it that record? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it, February. it says okay. uh, February. All right. 
So February a little bit 5th. before, oh, in January, January, I was in um, at Warner Brothers. Yes, for Out the uh, little little Big Shot TV show, and oh, there was okay. uh, like a five year old who was a physics genius and liked roller coasters. Wow! So they brought me out there to build a Hot Wheels track on set to explain his um, physics for the uh, roller coaster. So he told me what he wanted, and I built it out of Hot Wheels track. So I used the railing in the audience to uh, to make like five loops there. So yeah, and that was really wow. funny. But like I said, thinking thinking off uh, you know off off the cuff, what I was going to do in Chicago. That's what I, I I went back to did the uh, the loops on the handle. Why don't we just do that? So I ended up making the I made eight loops, and it wouldn't work. It would get after the seventh. It would just there was not enough left to go. But yeah, ended up doing the seven, made the record, and got everybody's applause. And um, the actually the whole ordeal was that the engineering classes, any any engineering school that could beat my record was at uh, fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars tuition from Jaguar. Uh, must Ooh, be, I heard your dog. Must be someone. <laughs> That's that's my doorbell. Anytime oh. anyone gets anywhere near the house, he goes crazy. Uh, but yeah, the uh, any any engineering school that could beat the record was going to get fifty thousand dollars from Jaguar. Due to COVID, nothing happened. Now, how has the quarantine affected it affects anything you do? That I do. Um, I have not gone any appearances. I was to go to uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, in uh, in April. That um, we were supposed mm-hmm. I was supposed to be in. Hey, uh, what's the date? 23rd? I was supposed to be in LA two weeks for the for the Hot Wheels convention. Mm-hmm. Did not happen. No Which conventions happen. have happened. No, uh, I, I ha- actually I have a small appearance uh, tomorrow in Rochester. So uh, I'm going to try that, see how that goes. So, but yeah, it, it nothing. Put you on hold for a second? Of course. Well, it's a mailman, right? <laughs> Probably it was just the mailman at the door. Blown by or something. Who knows? Yeah. Oh, my Lord. You know, it's okay. It doesn't bother me. There we go. We'll let him go chase some leaves out back. That is so funny because when you said Max come, my uh, pit bull lab mix ran across the apartment to see who's calling me. (laughs) Is his name Max? Pardon me? Oh. (laughs) No, her name's Penny. But yeah, the COVID has really changed. Uh, it really messed up everything for everybody this year. You know, um, I can't go shopping. Well, I'm I'm starting to now. But you know, at at first, I was I was home with my granddaughter for what three months, four months, and I actually decided to retire mm-hmm. this year because of it. So not from Hot Wheels, but from teaching. I uh, yeah, I taught auto mechanics. Oh, I didn't know you taught at a, at a, um, career in tech school here for 14 years. Yeah. Oh wow. So when you signed the report cards, people got your autographs. Yeah, that's weird, too, because some of my students would want to come to my class because they were Hot Wheel collectors. It was like, oh, my God, Mike Zarnock is my teacher. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, well, all right, I'm Mike Zarnock, the the hot rod guy, not the Hot Wheels guy while we're here at school. OK, so we really can't do, do the Hot Wheel thing. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, it, it was uh, really, you know, um, luckily Mattel sends me stuff so i had that to uh you know to work with for hot wheels tv because you know there was really no way i was leaving the house 
Do you still have that mask edict there? The what? Mask. Let me rephrase that. When oh, you yes. Leave oh the goodness, house. Yes, do you have to wear a mask? We uh, every, everywhere we go, we you cannot walk into any store uh, without having a mask on. Yes, yeah, same here. Um, our restaurants are oh, open, can, but it's, it's outdoor okay. dining only. Um, you have to wear your mask when you walk through the restaurant. The 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 wait staff has a mask on all the time, but. Once you're seated, you could take your mask off. But yeah, we, we but we do have indoor eating. Bars are are open if you you have to serve food in the bars. But yeah, things are getting a little bit better here. You know, at one time, you know, we were having a thousand people a day die because of this. Yeah, thousand people a day. So but now everyone is being careful. You know, everybody's wearing their masks and washing up and, and stuff like that. But now the rest of the country is, you know, hitting their their thoughts. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, here it's out. <laughs> I don't know if you could hear my dog drinking water. Yeah, of course. Yeah, because her, her tabs are hitting the bowl. <laughs> um, here you have to wear a mask indoors. Well, in a restaurant, it's outdoor serving or outdoor dining. And then Governor Newsom. Oh, my God, you're going to laugh at this. You take a bite, stick your mask on, chew, take the butt, take the mask no, off. Really? Yeah, and everybody said you do you first. <laughs> oh man, you know we've got we've got Andrew Cuomo here, uh, and, and he he's just you know he he shut down the state, he shut down everything you know for the longest time, and uh, little by little things are opening back up. But yeah, he's not that. Yeah, what I yeah. what I didn't get was. Why were people hoarding toilet paper? If you need that much toilet paper, you got other problems. I have no idea. We're still having issues trying to find paper towels and napkins and things like that. You know, I I, I don't know what the ordeal was. Maybe because they're all made in China. Who knows? You know, we, we've become so dependent on China. It's it's just crazy. We need to get more jobs back here in in the U.S. Our manufacturing needs to be here in the U.S. like it used to be. And and we need to get everybody back to work in other countries. And um, that's good. I I can't even talk, so I'll edit that out. Yeah, that I feel is going to start happening in the next couple of years because this was a scare for everyone. I think it's a big wake-up call. It really, really is. Yeah. The uh, Unfortunately, with the the millennials, I have such an issue with millennials. They they don't work they don't want, uh, they cannot take criticism. They, you know, anything you tell them, they think you're attacking them and you're just trying to teach them to be a better human being. You know, as soon as they get out of college, they want to be the CEO. They want to make a million dollars a year. You know, they don't want to work for it. You know, oh, I, I have to come to work every day at eight o'clock, you know? No do-overs? So, you know, my wife works with a, with, with a couple and she comes home and tells me stories. And it's like, you know what? I would fire them in a heartbeat. That, that's absolutely ridiculous, the stuff that they do. So, you know, luckily, you know, both my boys are, you know, one's 27 and the other's 38. And they both work very, very hard. They both have good jobs, uh, you know, and, and they do what they have to do. Uh, I'm lucky. Respect. Uh, but yeah, I, and I think a lot of it is, is the way a lot of these kids are brought up. But that's another story. Well, my granddaughter is one of them is 27 and um, she got a degree in psych. Oh, she works her tail off. And when quarantine hit, you know, she did what I did. She did food delivery, DoorDash and Grubhub. She's like, you know, I have a car payment. I have a house payment. Oh, yeah. You got to do something. Yeah. And I see a lot of people just saying, well, you know, I'm not going to do that. I don't want food in my car. I don't want such and such. It's like, what happened to the work ethic? But oh, there, there is no work ethic. That's 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 my, my biggest biggest pet peeve you know there's no work ethic with with any of these kids 
And I, you know, I, I say kids, but you know, you're talking 20, 30 years old. By that time, I was already married twice and had uh, probably owned four, two, three houses. You know, absolutely crazy. Yeah, I had um, my nursing license, and at that point, I didn't own property, but I was a single parent, and I was going to law school. That was like okay, right? But you know, but working, if I had to clean toilets to support myself, I oh, would. Me too. me too. You know, it was like, oh my god, I, I. If, if overtime was offered to me, I'd take it. I used to work 72 hours a week, you know? It just whatever it took to get money to, to pay my bills. I bought my first house. I was 20, 21, you know? Uh -huh. You know, well, out here, it, it's a lot different than, than out there in California, you know? Well, there was a time it was affordable here. Yeah. I, I, see, I see places, you know, I, I talk to people and it's like, man, I, I could not, you know, I would love to come out and work for George or for Foose or any of those guys. And, but I could never afford to live like I do now. Crazy. Oh, if I didn't live where I am for the past 15 years, you know, it would be different. Oh, yeah. I, I have a fairly large apartment and um, I don't know how people do it. I really don't. No, I don't either. I, 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 I really, really don't. So anyway, let's get back to you. Okay. So I've talked to you forever and ever and ever. Um, okay. I also see 2009 Hot Wheels reproduced your old race car yes. as a Hot Wheels car. How cool is that? That is, you know, that is right up there with sitting in the Batmobile with George Bear showing you how to do stuff. <laughs> All right. Like I said, you know, that's a hundred on the cool factor. My life, it, it, my car life has just been so blessed when, well, as, as, as you noted earlier, yeah, I was, I was a race car driver, a builder <clears throat> growing up. I, my life plans were to, to turn 18, get out of high school, move to California, be a custom car builder and a drag racer. And I, actually never got to California until I was 50 years old, but, but, um, but yeah, that was, that was the thing. So I started drag racing, you know, bought a really uh, cool altered chassis and, and, and built and, you know, did it my way. Uh, and then moved on and then, then did the music thing and blah, blah, blah. Once I started doing the Hot Wheels thing, I started talking, you know, got it, getting friends with people, uh, in Hot Wheels. One day I'm talking to Mark Morse, who was in charge of, of Hot Wheels at the time. And uh, he was just talking about doing the uh, their new nostalgic series called um, Drag Strip Demon. He said, what'd you think about that? I said, I, th I think it's great. You know, you got all of the original cars. You got Shirley Muldowney. You got, you know, the snake, the mongoose. And they're done in their original paint schemes where everybody knows what they are and, and love them. <clears throat> he said, yeah, I think they're going to be really good. I said, yeah, me too. He said, man, it'd be really cool to do my old race car, you know. We just went on from there. So about a week later, he calls me up. He says, uh, hey, Mike, were you serious about doing your old race car as a Hot Wheel? And, you know, it, it's one of those things. You don't you have to think about it. It's like, well, yeah. He says, okay, well, let's do it. And I went, wait, what? He said, yeah, 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 we'll do it. Send me some pictures. Uh, I'll send out all the legal stuff and, uh, and, and, and we'll add it to the line. It's like, wow, really? So, you know, there's my real race car with my name on it in an actual Hot Wheel lineup as part of Hot Wheels. And it's like, man, I, that's never in, 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 I never even thought that that would ever, ever be possible. So, you know, it's not like a dream come true because it was never a dream. It's just unbelievable that it happened. And uh, yeah, so there is my race car with my name 
Mike Zarnock's altered roadster right there on the package. And, and they, they did it identical to the way it was when, uh, when I drove it back in the, uh, in the eighties. Amazing. And I also see that you provide the um, appraisal services for insurance riders and claims and eBay fraud claims yeah. that especially eBay. Cause I've heard horror stories about what people pull. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, being, being, being an authority, on, on Hot Wheels, of course, um, and written so many books about them. Well, that's when George and I were 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 inducted into the into the Diecast Hall of Fame. I was inducted as a Hot Wheels historian, and that's why you know Mattel calls me and asks me questions about the history of Hot Wheels. So, so that's really cool when they call you and say, "Hey, did we ever do this?" or you know, "How did this happen?" or "How did that happen?" I can you know I can I can tell them that. So um, yeah, when someone gets taken advantage, well, like I said, you know. That's, that's why my books have been written. When people uh, get taken advantage of, you know, I'm the guy that 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 helps them out. So if I, I've had some really high dollar cars, people send me, write me, and and I have to say, you know, I'm I'm sorry, but this is, you know, the package has been tampered with, or the car has been repainted, or but it's good because they I write the appraisal, send it to them, and they send it to eBay, and then they get their money back. And you know, guys like who have insurance, um, if they're, if they have a flood or a fire or whatever, you know, they get, they get compensated and I have to write that all up too. And then it says divorce settlements. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, some people lose a lot of their or half their stuff in divorce settlements. I, I have friends who their collections are three, four, five hundred thousand dollars. So, oh, wow. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's some that are even a million, million and a half out there. So when they get divorced, if they get divorced, that's part of their asset. So it's kind of, kind of, kind of hard to do that. Or people, wow. and it goes through the will and, and, you know, brothers and sisters and family members fight over, you know, they want money and they want this and they want that. And uh, so it's tough. It is. It's a soap opera. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thankfully, not ours. <laughs> so if anybody wanted to buy your book or just check you out, how would they find well, you? You can find me at MikeZarnock.com. Mm-hmm. As far as my books, I've been very fortunate that my books sell out almost instantly. Some go into a second printing and sell out again. I do have a, a, a book deal. Uh, I, I don't self-publish. I'm one of the, uh, the few that do it the old-fashioned way. You know, I have a contract and all that. So um, all of my publishing is done through my publisher's. Uh, right now, I'm going through changing publishers. So, um, but yeah, uh, any of my books, find, uh, well, not any of them, I'm sorry. Um, if you can find any of my books, how's that? You can find I like that. <laughs> you can find them on uh, Amazon and uh, and eBay sometimes too. Um, my books have gotten to the point where uh, I've seen them well over a hundred dollars each. So, which is cool. Yeah. My 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 collectors' books have become collectors' items. How's that? That is incredible. Absolutely incredible. And then the Hot Wheels TV is on YouTube. Is that um, free YouTube or oh, YouTube Premium? Free YouTube. Just go to hot, just go to YouTube. Type in Hot Wheels TV, and there's my smiling face. I love it. Well, thank you so. so so much. Thank you very much, Michelle. Great to hear you and talk to you. And uh, I appreciate you asking me to, to, to be on your show. I just appreciate you saying yes. And just always good catching up with you. Let me know when you're out here. I again. will. I will probably uh, October, hopefully. So. Okay, great. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. And we'll talk All right. soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks. Bye.